was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. From the outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi. On today's episode, hey, Rebels Season 3 is over. Let's go talk about it. We're about to get started here, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. And uh, hey, we've got Bria here today to discuss it with us since uh, she was on our live blog yesterday. Hey, everyone. We do not have show notes, just FYI. We're winging it. <laughs> We're gonna do it live. F it, we'll do it live. Okay. Uh, before we, we go, this. Uh, <laughs> crap, we don't have our usual spiels for our sponsors. <laughs> hey, go to Her Universe and Audible, or uh, not Audible, we don't have them as a sponsor. Patreon. Go to Her Universe to uh, buy some stuff when you click the links on Tashi-Station.net and then subscribe to become a Patreon subscriber. Get access to uh, our uh, Patreon subscriber Slack feed, uh, where you can communicate with us and pitch uh, column ideas and other such things. And yeah, just to help us keep the lights on, because it takes money to run this operation. Yes, it does. Hooray. Yay. And that's why we always have at least a skeleton of show notes. <laughs> Whoops. I told you. Doing it live. Yeah. I told you we were going to do it live. (laughs) Doing it live. The outros are going to be interesting today. (laughs) Oops. Oh, well. Okay. So, yes, Rebel Season 3 just wrapped. Yes, it did. It was good. We liked it. The end. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Bye, everybody. We'll see you. Bye. (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter at um, uh, Uh, Yeah. um, I have to say, I missed Midday Rebels. Yeah. Actually, did we ever really have it more as midday or more midweek? Yeah. I feel like I miss midweek Rebels. Was yeah. It, uh, was it? Oh, wait. It was Clone Wars that was. I think Clone Wars was on mid- in the morning. Yeah. Clone yeah, Wars aired in the morning. We've never had midday Rebels. Yeah. Can we start no. with having midday Rebels? I mean, I would just be fine if the episode aired everywhere in the morning so we didn't have the whole people watching on the app and then I'm getting spoiled, you know, which. Yeah. I mean, even when it was season one, when we had it a week ahead of time, I still felt like we had that better sense of like no spoilers in community because people were watching it so far in advance that everyone still wanted to come together and watch it. Yeah, people would watch it once on the app and then they'd watch it when it aired. And then but now it's like people start watching it as soon as it comes on in the morning, you know, and then they start talking about it and it's like well it's already and like for like i i saw people who were you know getting annoyed about it because people were talking about the uh you know were tweeting stuff when it was airing at like eight o'clock and i was like it's this is the fourth time it's aired today <laughs> and it's been on the app since 1201 so it's kind of like it's really hard to do the whole like hiding spoilers when we're at airing number yeah. two on yeah the <laughs> yeah so and no one People are never as clever as they think they are no, when they're, they're talking about when they're trying to hide spoilers, but still talk about them. Like, yeah, you're never as clever. Oh, yeah. By the way, everyone, spoiler warning. 
<laughs> We're going to spoil all of it. Yeah, yes. if, you, if you don't know that our uh, season recaps contain spoilers, uh, well, you must be new here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome. 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 Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, so, yeah, um, I think um, so. Let's just start off ranking or comparing this season compared to others. Um, I think overall season one might still be my favorite if only because it was the shortest um, and it seemed like the tightest story. Um, Season three is either tied with it or is my favorite. I don't I I, it's too soon to determine. But um, I, I liked season three a lot more than season two. And I've seen a lot of people who had different, very different opinions on that. Um, and I think it just goes to show like the different interests that Star Wars fans have. Um, I think people who were more like into the Jedi stuff didn't like season three as much. Whereas people who wanted to see more of the foundation of the rebellion, like it's getting to what they've wanted for the show so far. Yeah. And season two for me was a sort of bookending a lot of the Clone Wars stuff. So if uh, your jam was Clone Wars, you probably liked season two a lot more than season three. Just kind of ironic that we got the, you know, the Clone Wars, quote unquote, finale homage episode in this season instead of in season three or season two. Yeah, that's a good point. I totally forgot about that episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I just know it because I'm going down the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, that's the problem with these uh, 22 episode seasons that have uh, mid season hiatuses. Yes, can I we not do a, those? Yeah, I forget a lot of what's going on here. I think yeah. that's I, that's the problem with people calling a lot of episodes filler because, like, we have four week gaps and then we come back and we're like, oh, there's an episode about droids. Who gives a crap? <laughs> you know. But yeah, I I wish people would stop. Like, I know I've mocked people going on about like filler episodes and all, but I wish people would learn that filler or character based episodes do not mean filler. Yeah. Like they don't have that much. They actually don't have that much time to tell these stories. I mean, yes, 22 episodes is way more than eight or however many we got first season, but mm-hmm. they're not going to waste 22 minutes of airtime just to like run in circles and. Yeah. Not at this point, at least. I feel like looking back on this at this season, the only episode I would call filler is Iron Squadron. Yeah, uh, mostly because if if those if those characters had like actually, you know, if we'd seen them later on throughout the show, like becoming a part of Phoenix Squadron, especially mm-hmm. considering that the the main guy, uh, who's not Matt Martin. <laughs> <laughs> was related to Sato and then what happens to him in this past episode uh it seemed like that was a missed opportunity there um but that's really the only one I would say like was kind of pointless um I, all of the other ones like ended up having something important like like how people used to say like fight or flight that was so stupid but they ended up getting the TIE fighter from that that they used later on. So. Yeah, there were no, none of the threads from that episode followed through, but I suppose we'll get to that when we get to that episode on this list here. Um, I did want to, <laughs> I did want to touch on one thing that, uh, Bria, you mentioned on our live blog yesterday was that uh, with season three, as much as we liked it, um, one of the drawbacks and I think flaws of the season was that they broke up the ghost crew so much. Yeah, I, that was not what I thought you were going to go with from what I mentioned on the live blog. 
But no, I, I absolutely agree with that, that we we saw so few episodes where, especially in the latter half, um, I think I even mentioned in the live blog, I didn't even know the last time we had seen the entire crew of the ghosts together. Yeah. And even scrolling through this list, I can't, I think it was in the first half of the season. Yeah. No, we find we actually saw everyone together. Um, what I thought you were going to go with was I mentioned that season two, the finale and premiere were so emotionally, like emotional punches in the gut. Yeah. That it couldn't, season three couldn't follow up on that. Like it, there's no way it could have matched it, even if it had tried. Yeah, I actually wanted to touch on that when we got to the finale, but that is, that is a good point that we will uh, circle back to. Um, but uh, that said, uh, yeah, the um, season three had a lot of sort of the Avengers disassembled vibe to it, uh, where they broke the crew apart to try and uh, tear each character down and see what makes them tick, which is great to a degree. But this is really such a found family show. It seems to struggle when the whole cast isn't there working off of each other. Yeah, Ghost of Geonosis. That was the last time we had a uh, a team episode. Oh, you're right, and that was a while ago. Yep. You're muted. Can I break in for a humorous commentary? Just saying, no. we've been trying to get this cat to eat this food for how long, and she finally starts to eating the the uh, loud food when we're recording a podcast. <laughs> so, Naz, is the trick here you will eat if you can interrupt our podcast? Because okay, we'll we'll work with this. That's fine. Just please eat your food. <laughs> so yeah, uh, sorry for the the tr- uh, crunching noises in the back, audience. I'll try and get it with the noise filter. <laughs> I uh, can't even hear it. <laughs> That's good. I love these new microphones. Uh, okay, should we uh, dive into the episodes now? Yes. Take it from the top. All right. Can we talk about Thrawn? Thrawn. 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 Oh, which is why I'm going to let you introduce Thrawn. this one. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is a Banff. Uh, who who knew? <laughs> who knew he was going to be hot either? Right? God, uh, like hot Archie. Uh, we're all surprised by hot Thrawn. Hot Archie. God. Yeah. So um, I think like the main there's there's a lot of different there were several arcs this season. Um, you know the probably biggest ones being the Thrawn and the Mandalorians um, and. Last year, Dave promised that we'd be getting more military episodes and we'd see more of the rebellion that we know in A New Hope. Um, And that's led to everyone theorizing that Thrawn was going to be the new villain, which, of course, was correct. Um, And Zahn lied to us. He He lied. Tim Zahn is do not ever play poker with Tim Zahn. Nope. Don't I love do him, but... <laughs> he lied to you. He lied. He lied to me. He did apologize to you at Dragon Con, kind of. He did. He apologized multiple times and gave me a, gave me a really big but hug. It's, but it's good because it ended up being such a wonderful surprise. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, Thrawn, um, Thrawn showed up in the, the first, you know, first episode. Um, he it was, you know, foreboding and mysterious and um ended up he wasn't in every episode but he showed up in a good in a good amount of them and we see him sort of analyzing the ghost crew to begin with um they had a lot of quote-unquote victories 
which ended up just playing into his hand of getting to get all the information he needed to find the bigger fleet. Um, and uh, as we saw at the end of the season, he found out where the base was and would have... Ah, crap! What the hell? That was What just autoplayed on your computer? I don't know! Oh, something from freaking uh, Wikipedia. Ah, come on, Wikipedia. I've had this, and I've had this page up for like, since even before we started. It's just now playing a thing? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, that totally pulled the wind out of my sails. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, he would have completely decimated the group if uh, Bendu hadn't showed up. Um, so I am, I'm so glad he did not die. I was really worried that they were going to, I, I both, I didn't expect them to because I thought it would be a stupid move, but they've killed off all the antagonists so far at the end of every season. So I'm like, mm, I don't really hope they don't follow the trend because he's so much more useful and I felt they didn't, you know, um, they didn't build him up that much to just use him like one season well the the previous antagonist kind of had to die for uh in-universe narrative cohesion seven sister didn't have to die she could have gone on for at least another year (laughs) (laughs) we know just as you made the costume i'm so bitter (laughs) i know i do i do agree like i i i I, I, I'm not necessarily I wanted to see the Inquisitors stick around longer because I'm more of a fan of the Thrawn type of villain. But just in general, I like having the consistency of an antagonist. So if they had kept the Inquisitors around, like I think I would have I would have liked to have like a long running antagonist, basically. Um not a long running antagonist like Maul, who should be dead. <laughs> Good news, we'll come back to yeah. that. <laughs> but um but yeah, I uh, I I'm glad they kept decided to keep him around, and that um, super eager to see what happens next season and seasons you know after that. Hopefully, uh, because you know Bendu basically predicted that he would be defeated, um, and I don't think that's going to sit very well with Thrawn. Um, he he decimated Phoenix Squadron, but a bunch of ships managed to escape which i'm sure he does not like and certain people in the imperial higher ups do not like uh so i'm wondering if he's gonna end up just blaming it all on his stupid subordinates or uh if he's gonna have to go out and get his own hand-picked uh team to support him (coughs) pelion sloan when we get to the finale in this list uh there's definitely a case to be made that Thrawn uh, is right to be pissed mm-hmm. at his subordinates. Stupid Constantine. Oh, <laughs> what a jerk. I was like, you're going to die and no one's going to be sad about this. It, it almost feels sort of like Clone Wars has, or not Clone Wars, Rebels has really found its stride. Like it took Clone Wars a season or two to really figure it out. Mm-hmm. And now that we're three seasons into Rebels, he's a felonious sort of stretching his legs a little bit more from yeah. the traditional. We're doing like a kid show, you know, it's on Disney XD. Let's keep it just traditional. The big bad dies at the end of season one and they're playing more of 
the long game. Yeah. I yeah. think it's entirely possible that Thrawn will make it till the very end of Rebels. I hope so. Like, I, I don't want him to die at all because I feel like he's a character they can bring back after the original trilogy in a book or something. Uh, but I understand if for narrative cohesion, if they want to just completely take him off the off the stage. Well, I, I, I still have my running theory that I've posted on Twitter a few times that uh, Thrawn will obviously fail to some extent. Mm. And yeah. in punishment, uh, Emperor Palpatine banishes him to do remedial crap in the unknown regions. Yeah. Yep. And then eventually, after Return of the Jedi, he meets up with Sloane and they become the First Order. Yeah. Or he comes back and destroys the First Order. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. First order with Sloan. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have this. What about what about Sloan comes? What about he picks Sloan to be on his team because she has history with them, and she's and she's competent, unlike Constantine. <laughs> oh, I have so many mixed feelings about Sloan showing up in Rebels. <laughs> like I want her to, but also. I, I feel like only so many villains get to continue on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I I think we're all in agreement that the Thrawn stuff this season has been really good. I know a lot of I saw a lot of people, especially longtime Legends fans who were not happy with the way Thrawn was characterized. They thought like he was too easily defeated and he didn't really have any victories. And I'm just like. What book did you watch? <laughs> no, this is Thrawn. He's playing the long game. Yeah, what book did you read, guys? Yeah, uh, I don't think they could have done a better job of translating him yeah. to the screen and into the new canon. Yeah. I mean, uh, watching him all season, my I, I frequently thought, Tim must be loving this. This is... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This yeah, is his was... character just perfectly translated onto television. Yeah, someone was... Someone was um, saying how they don't want to see Mara Jade and Rebels because they don't want to see another character like bastardized and I'm like I'm pretty sure Tim Zahn is really happy with how they've done Thrawn and would be really happy to see any other of his characters show up on the show as well yeah because they need to get to write a book about them <laughs> yeah quarter one 2018 card oh god oh, man. don't joke <laughs> They need some more smugglers in the show. I mean, they, they really they've do. They've already popped the Thrawn cherry. They can just give us everyone <laughs> from that back. I, I want to use that as an episode title, but I can't. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a piece of fruit. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. yeah can I, we talk about the first episode, though? Yep. In season three, because I both loved it and was disappointed in it. Because or the the first and the second, I can't remember which, which happened when. But I was so excited at the end of season two when Ezra was going to be like falling to the dark side, and then all we got were two episodes of it before, you know, Ezra got his stuff together again. And I was like, "Damn it!" Uh, there was so much potential there for such great storytelling with Ezra's character, but then they just kind of hit the reset switch, and he spent the rest of the season kind of backsliding to a certain yeah. extent yeah i think that's my biggest problem with him is like i want to like him but then he does things that just made me want to shake him and like i the especially the trailer 
for season three really hyped up him like getting tempted by the dark side and exploring the holocrons and really like that was the second episode was the holocrons yeah and then it became where he is like hearing maul throughout the entire season and um you know they maul is trying to to find obi-wan and ezra is trying to find the key to destroying the sith um and it just seemed like it became him being tempted by the dark side to just obsession with maul um where i would have liked to see a lot more of maul playing on his insecurities and trying to tempt him more um and th- I think that would have made more sense for him sort of regressing character wise if he had been being influenced by the dark side. Um, as it is now, a lot of times, like it just came across as being very petty. Like, um, for example, the Antilles extraction when Sabine goes off undercover and he's like, Why am I not doing this? I've gone undercover before. And I'm like, Dude, like Sabine was in the academy. <laughs> Boy, step yeah. off. Um, and there were several. There are a few other instances, like um, in the one with the last battle when um, he's like, <laughs> they're like, uh, Rex was a clone commander. Uh, let him do the job here, kiddo. Um, and just you know, him him being involved in so many of the plots like the stuff with Sabine there really was no reason for him to have to go along when she was being trained um obviously the reason for him to go along to Mandalore was because he needed to bring her back at the end but it yeah a lot of it just seemed like you know I, sh- I didn't mind him going with her to train because Kanan had to stay like Kanan knew what he was doing there. Yeah. Of like standing back and being like, okay, <laughs> you guys practice. So yeah. Kanan could pull off like the sage Jedi master thing. Yeah. But, it was just, I mean, he was so like, he was so, he just seemed so petty. Like, like, and like, she's not a Jedi. Like, cut her a break. She's trying. And he was just yeah. like being an annoying little brother. Um, And then, you know, the whole <laughs> going off to Tatooine to, uh, find obi-wan and warn him about maul when it's like listen he does not Kenobi's need your help got it <laughs> yeah and he's pretty much like yeah thanks go home now <laughs> yo yo uh, in the wrong place as bridger yeah you are yeah yeah thank Do you we want to just skip ahead and just talk about twin sons real quick and get that out of our system yeah sure. let's, let's talk about that since we're on a roll there yeah. um yeah so the soul the i that was I was really looking forward to seeing that storyline come to an end, mainly because I was hoping that finally Ma would be dead, which happened. So on the one hand, that was, you know, what I wanted. But like, especially after Zero Hour, it just that episode seems so out of place. Um, And I just, yeah, I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. Well, it was. I would have been fine. Like, I. Part of my problem with the episode was the marketing. Yeah, I'm and definitely with you there. I saw so many people refer to it as like the epic confrontation. And we saw so much of it in the trailers. And I don't even really watch trailers. And I still saw way more, like way too much of it. Um, or the episode trailers. I try not to watch them. But I think it's safe to say that all of us here, we understand the story reasons behind what happened. Yep. And Indeed. we can understand like... We understand storytelling. We don't need anyone to teach us about that. 
But I think it's safe to say that all of us would have preferred it if Ezra hadn't gone to Tatooine and I would have been perfectly fine in an episode in which we get like a little bit of an intro with like the ghost crew and everything. Mm-hmm. And Ezra telling, you know, being like, hey, we have to go to Tatooine and save him. And then just being like, no, there's a trap. Yeah. Like, don't do it. Well, even- Cut to Tatooine and then we just get like, I would rather watch 20 minutes of Maul walking through the desert. <laughs> yeah. Well, even if that. even if Ezra does go there, I feel like the episode could have worked a lot better. Uh, I, in, even if you want to hold Obi Wan back until the very end, if it be is more of a cat and mouse game between Maul and Ezra. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it was just Ezra stumbling through the desert for eighteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, really, do you have to show up here too? Um, and it was just so frustrating because. Maul has been trying to trick him the entire uh, season, and he the people are telling him point blank, this is a trap, and he goes anyway. And then not only does he return and nothing happens to him, but in the next episode, he is a commander, which is something I didn't mm-hmm. notice while we were watching it the first time, or I would have, you know, mentioned it in the live blog. But I meant I noticed it the second time I was watching it. I'm like, wait a minute, did they call him Commander? Did he get a promotion after going off to Tatooine and blowing up one of their ships and disobeying orders? Like, I realize they are hard up for personnel in the rebellion, but it just seems like a really bad uh, lesson to teach children. <laughs> Who are supposed yeah. to be the audience of this show. Also, like, he hasn't really done anything. Like, the real... Yes, he he sent out the message and he's become sort of the figurehead. But, like, everything that he's done in... Ha- the rest of the Ghost crew have done. Like, yeah. military-wise. I could see him being a lieutenant. But, like, Luke Skywalker was commander in Empire Strikes Back. And he was leading a squadron, and he had blown up the Death Star. Uh, so I kind of feel like that's sort of the baseline for that position. Also, Commander Sato was a commander, and how is Ezra on the same level as him? I don't understand yeah. that at all. So, like, I'm sorry, Ezra fans. <laughs> I really want to like him, but It's really? hard to when really? he keeps getting rewarded really? when he's breaking rules. Yeah. Hera needs, and to, then, Hera needs to be freaking general now. <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> oh. I did like the duel between like when I I didn't like it, I was surprised at first, but as far as the duel between Maul and Kenobi went, mm-hmm. the more I thought about it, the more I was like, Oh, I like that. Like, especially when someone pointed out the the parallel and how uh Maul tried to use the same move that he used on Qui-Gon. Yeah. Against Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan was like, nope, today, say not today. (laughs) I I do wonder if it would have been less anticlimactic feeling if, uh, and I can't believe I'm the person saying this, (laughs) if there had been more Maul in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, more Maul, less, oh my God, watch this epic confrontation marketing. I think my, I would have been so much happier. I think my other problem with it is the, the, what Star Wars asks for us to do, suspension of disbelief-wise, I think 
we're all very good at suspending our disbelief our spending our belief when it comes to certain plot elements like for example a character coming back from the dead after being bisected um but it just that was one of those moments where i just had to turn my brain off because this guy was cut in half fell down a shaft and survived and yet he's sliced in the chest with a lightsaber and dies and i'm like (laughs) i thought you were going a different way with that oh how i thought we were going to talk about how um how now Ezra knows that Obi-Wan Kenobi's oh, alive and well, apparently he hasn't told anyone. Okay, like, yeah, we can do that too. But, but the thing with Maul, like, I agree. I would have liked to see... I, and it's not that I don't like Maul. I like what they've done with him. I just remember in 1999 reading all these interviews with George Lucas where he said they cut Maul in half so he could never come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, it didn't work very well. No! Um... But I do like what they've done with his character. I'm glad he is gone. <laughs> um, and I think I think his arc was good and it was time to come to an end. Um, but yes, as far as Ezra knowing that Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive on Tatooine and hasn't told anyone, that's a problem. And I'm not sure if I like it. <laughs> Especially because Obi-Wan never said anything to him like, by the way, keep this quiet. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> keep it secret. Keep yeah. it safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like they're painting themselves into a corner where now they kind of have to address Ezra's ultimate fate before A New Hope. Because yeah. he, this is something he just can't know. Yeah. If he's going to stick around during the film timeline. Yeah. I mean... The the way Mon Mothma speaks to Bale in Rogue One about the Jedi is so reverent. Um, and people have said, well, she just might not know Ezra and Kanan are Force-sensitive. Um, and she wasn't around Kanan in the Secret Cargo episode, so I guess that would make sense. But, you know, I feel she's spoken to Ezra several times now. And after, you know, this past episode when he's using a lightsaber to take down an interdictor, I feel like that's something that would get out there. And if she... Yeah, but also I feel like there's a big difference between this teenage kid with a lightsaber who's not bad and Mm -hmm. Jedi general legend Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, the level of of reverence in both of their voices, there's only one person they're talking about. Right. I just, I find it, it just, it just seems so weird that she'd be like, your friend, the Jedi, when they have other Jedi. And like, I guess. They did. I, <laughs> I super did. I guess like maybe it was sort of a thing like they talked about and they knew, okay, we, this is the one trump card that we have, we have to know when to play it. Um, and, you know, Scarif ends up being that time. Uh, otherwise, I just, you know. Be like, hey, uh, we need your help. Sorry, busy. <laughs> yeah. Busy watch busy walk harvesting moisture. <laughs> Quick question. Remind mm. me, in Bloodline, did Mon Mothman know about Vader? No. Mm. Okay. I don't Never mind. think so. There goes that theory. Just kidding. Yeah, I do not uh, I don't believe that was the case. Yeah, I think I think they're they say pretty much the only people who knew were Han. And Luke and 
because Leia says she doesn't even know if Chewie knew. Right. So I think that's okay. I, yeah. I think I think she doesn't know. Okay. I mean, I think they they all know that Luke and Leia are brother and sister, and that yeah, yeah. Skywalker was their father. But I don't think. Well, I just Vader had a theory connection. that like about Bale tell possibly telling Mon Mothma mm-hmm. that you know. I could see her telling the truth. Yeah, I could see her saying. Well, I can see him telling the truth of that. These, you know, this this Obi Wan is on Tatooine to watch over the son of Anakin Skywalker. Pretty mm. much, um, I don't see him saying anything about oh, okay. Leia. Oh, so my theory still holds up. Then, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he would say anything about Leia just to keep that protection because she's so well known. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, later on when it becomes known that they're brother and sister, then she'd be like, oh. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. (laughs) I want to know so much more about Bale. I I love that man. And not just because Alderaan. Like, I know, I know. Well, okay, this I'll save it for a column, but like the number of lies he has told, like his (laughs) devotion to protecting especially Leia, but like Leia and Luke and every like the kids, like that's just insane. He and Obi-Wan are cut from the same lion cloth. Listen, listen, don't you sell it. Listen, I don't have any problem with them. I believe I they needed to lie. It was important. Yeah. 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 Okay. Can we talk about characters who had cool arcs that we actually really liked? Yes. Okay. Do we want to start with the wedge stuff, the Hera stuff, or the Sabine stuff? Wedge. Yeah. Take it away, Brian. <laughs> I would just okay. I can I just say for the record <laughs> that when Bria was divvying up the episodes to review, she said, "I'll let you guys decide who gets Antilles extraction," and me, being the magnanimous wife that I am, gave that episode to my husband to review. And then at the end of the season, I was supposed to review Double Agent Droid, and Brian was supposed to review Twin Sons, and I convinced him to switch. Because I gave him the Wedge episode earlier on. And then, hey, joke's on me because I liked Double Agent Droid with Wedge way more than Twin Sons. I came out a winner twice. You did. You That's suck. What happens. That's what happens when you mess with my schedule, Nancy. I got a little <laughs> tiny glimpse of Luke running across the desert and that was enough for me. Oh, uh, yeah. So I really liked how they used Wedge in this. It's obviously not the exact same backstory that he had in Legends. What with the... Uh, uh, fuel depot and stealing a uh, her, using a Zenite or a, using a ship to blow up uh, some Imperial jerk people. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's he's kind of a fusion of uh, Wedge and Tycho's backstories now, which I kind of really like. Yeah, he's so cute. I'll like it, be- I'll like it better if we get Tycho too. I know he's I know. so cute. He's just like a little baby. I want to pinch his cheeks and. Especially in the Double Agent Droid episode, I just he made me laugh so hard. He's like, and then he's like, AP five, what are you doing in here? <laughs> I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Shout out to that episode for confirming zippers or cannon. Yes, also and fresher. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad for that refresher course. Yeah. He's so he's so cute. He's just like no one or no one else wanted this mission. And I like I like to think that later on when they like. We're hanging out in their bunk because, of course, Hobby and Wedge are are roommates. Hobby was like totally messing with him. It's like, ha ha ha! You had to go hang out with the droids. Um, 
I Wedge in this season was uh, is an example of fan service done right. Uh, in a case where, hey, let's bring in this uh, audience pleaser and do so in a way that makes total narrative sense. Uh, so yeah, I was really happy with uh, how he was used. Yeah, I'm hoping we get to see more, more of him and like the other pilots. I know a lot of people want to see Wes Jansen mm-hmm. get introduced at some point because I mean we have to get at least three of the Fab Four. Yeah. Um. Well, and especially because Hobby is there with Wedge, and when they yeah. when they did that episode, they said in Rebels Recon they were trying to figure out who else could we could could they be there, and then they were like, well, we have. Hobby, who they were trying to think of who in the movies they could bring over, and there was, you know, Hobby. Um, so like that worked perfectly. Um, and you know, now that they are now that Phoenix Group is gone, um, they've they confirmed that Phoenix Group is no, no more. They, I'm assuming the Ghost Crew will probably get, um, you know, lumped into General Dodonna's group or Masasi group as they're calling it, which is really cool by the way um that they're going to become part of that group and that's you know that makes sense because that's where wedge and all of them have to be they wedge has to join red group um mm-hmm. so if they end up you know going to yavin and showing more of the formation of squadrons and getting x-wings and they need more people to fly them Please give us X-Wings. Yes. That's all we need is our well, X-Wings. Well, Dave said in Rebels Recon, we might see X-Wings. And I was like doing the friends thing, <laughs> gesture to him. <laughs> well, both he and uh, Henry Gilroy have talked about this uh, vision they have of X-Wings showing up in Rebels in this uh, Cadillac of the Skies moment. Uh, mm. When all is lost, some X-Wings show up to mm. save the day. And oh, I want it. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a bias. Not us. No, never. Hey, I, I have a brand. My brand is X-Wing. <laughs> I own this brand. Yeah. <laughs> Can I co-own it with you? <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Another another arc I wanted to bring up was the whole thing with Agent Callus and Fulcrum. I didn't Ooh. think I'd ever like him. I really liked it. Um, I, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how the rebellion treats him. Um, because as we've seen, they've brought in defectors before, but there's a big difference between bringing in someone from the Imperial Academy, like Wedge, and someone who was an ISB agent, like, responsible for genocide. Uh, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how they, how they deal with that, especially on a kid's show. Um, I'm still surprised he made it. Me too. I I I thought he was actually going to get Rosalind when he was threatened to be Rosalind. Yeah, I I'm still surprised they got him off the ship. Wow. I can't believe I almost ended that sentence there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was dead. Yeah. Um, I the other thing I'm surprised about is how much I came to like him this season because I was pretty indifferent to him prior to this yeah i think yeah. it's a, just a testament to david oyelo's acting he's so good in the role yeah i i'm kind of bummed that they weren't able to do inside an inside man like they started it yeah where you saw it entirely from his point of view like i understand like why they couldn't but that would have been so cool yeah that episode was so good 
was such a good episode. Um, so yeah, we've got Callus now as part of the rebellion. Um, interesting to see how they treat him. If he's going to continue to be Fulcrum, or if we're going to get more Fulcrums as we're leading to Rogue One. We need to get Cassian. I still think there's a decent shot. We see a Cassian. I, we, I think we I have, have a to. column. I have a column half written about it. <laughs> uh, well, why because- Cassian Andor should be in Rebels. Yes, yeah. and it, reasons one, two, and three are about his jacket. <laughs> four is about fulcrum. Hey, that is a f- five. That is a fine jacket. <laughs> he has so many great jackets. I, f- oh. I think like really because I mean he's really the only character that they could actually bring over and have it make sense. I mean, well they've they've done Saw, but like, um, I don't think they would do Krennic or Galen, um, because they're they're tied to the death star and they can't really know about that yet but like yeah uh and everyone you know Jin is not with them you know bays and true are on jetta bodhi's the pilot uh so cassian's really the only person who's been with the rebellion so long and i think they want to do all the tie-ins that they can well also keep yeah. in mind that callus can't be fulcrum anymore yeah exactly right yeah, they know who they know who. Yeah, he's he's compromised, so he is he can't serve in that role anymore. And Fulcrum is a thread that ties every season of Rebels together. So need a new one for season four. Cassian yep. makes a whole lot of sense. Yep, especially since it seems like then you get uh, K two. Yes. As well. And, can- and I feel like Alan Tudyk, or however you pronounce his last name, is more than oh, happy to keep Alan showing Tudyk up. Alan Tudyk would be totally yeah. game for more K2. He would. But now, like, but what does Callus do now? That's a good question. I don't, like, he's an ISB agent. You can't really be an ISB agent. And in the, it's, it's very, um, it's very reminiscent of Sinjir, his whole predicament, and how does he become a new republic citizen after he's done all these terrible things um and i i would imagine that the way they've treated sinjir um will sort of be reflect is why i think they'll probably end up treating callus like a normal member of the rebellion because they're you know it seems like there's a precedent there as sort of like absolving people of their paths or whatever yeah, so I could yeah, see them but, doing an interesting side episode with him. But at the same time, I can also see some people being like not wanting to trust him at all. Um, yeah, it seems like if I remember, I can't remember if it was in the, I think it was the novelization, but like Bodhi got seriously side eyed a lot. Mm, like yeah. they're like, oh, how can we trust this? I mean, he's a trick, you know, he was with the Empire and all. Yeah. And if they're um, doing that to just a cargo pilot. Yeah. What are they going to do to Callus? It, yeah, I'm really, I hope they don't drop the ball on it. I hope they really, yeah. you know, mm. I hope they end up having it be a plot line and having, like, even, like, a character like Mon Mothma and Bail Organa, they have to deal with it and be like, listen, if we want to actually win this war, we have to accept defectors. Um, yeah. Because oh, the, there's no way we can. The other thing I'm concerned about is we may, just may not see a whole lot of Callus next season yeah. because David is, David's a pretty busy man now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So what, uh, who else do we want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I think Hera. we have to turn it over to, uh, Bria to talk about, uh, both Hera and Sabine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh. Give the girls more to do this season. Well, I mean, they gave they gave Sabine more to do, but give Hera more to do, period. Yeah, we just got, I feel like they just keep giving us the one Hera episode and being yeah. like, okay, I hope you guys are happy. Like, I'm hoping really? that it's, yeah. a gr- it's great when they do it. And the, yeah. the episodes with Hera are always fantastic, but oh, there needs to be more. So now that Sato is gone, Thrawn needs a new mem- nemesis and it should be Hera. Right, because like the only way I'll I'll really be happy with Thrawn dying is if Hera ends up being the one to be responsible for it. That'd be so good, especially how like they clashed on Ryloth and everything. Yeah, like I, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's she needs to become his new adversary. And now that they're really turning into more of a military oriented show, uh, she needs she needs to become more of the focus. Um, because I understand why she hasn't, because she's been off doing all the rebellion stuff. Um, but, I mean, that's that's becoming the focus. So show her more. Let her be general. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that ties back to what we were saying before at the start about how the show is weaker when it's not about the ensemble cast. I agree completely with that. And Hera got the short end of the stick every <laughs> single time. Yeah. And her episodes are so good, too. The yep. one, like the one on Ryloth was great and it had that great Thrawn scene, you know, where he'd kind of I think that was the one where like Thrawn really became this tangible threat, not just to yeah. like those of us who knew him from legends, but like to everyone. We're like, oh snap. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> um so yeah, we more Hera, I think we we can't say that enough. Um Sabine. Oh, my queen, my Mandalore. <laughs> oh, God. Somebody's like, go on my rant. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> because Trials of the Darksaber is the best episode the show has done. <laughs> like, I thought it couldn't top the season one, season two premiere finale. It topped it. Like, mm-hmm. I hated that we didn't get, like, tons about Sabine throughout, but this made it completely and utterly worth it. Like, yeah everything with her feeling so responsible for what's happened to her people and how her family was like nope and then she goes to mandalore and then she wins and she beats saxon's butt because he's such a jerk only thing i'm mad about is that like she didn't kill him like again someone tried to like mansplain it to me to be like well she couldn't because she's you know not you know doing the right thing and i'm like i don't care yeah, I don't care. I wanted my Mandalorian girl to shoot him and like take a pick of the dark saber again and be like, "Hi, I'm in charge now. I'm in charge now, Fazba. I'm in charge." <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I, I'm I'm glad they brought her back for the finale. Um, yeah. I'm eager to see them go back to Mandalore and what happens there which i mean for me to say i'm eager for them to go back to mandalore (laughs) is a testament to how well they've written this so far well it's mostly just to a testament to sabine uh because i really don't give a crap about the other mandalorians (laughs) but i care about sabine and yeah yeah um who else well we got we got um I guess we can just talk about episodes in general. Um, well, yeah. first of all, let's talk about Caden because he was really sidelined this season. Yeah, especially in the back half. Yeah. 
And I'm very confused about why. And I was really having really bad vibes during the during the finale, thinking he that was sounding super fatalistic yeah. in the finale. Yeah. Both of you were freaking me out a little. <laughs> well, just his whole chat with Ezra at the beginning was like, oh, oh, this this is foreboding. This sounds bad. Yeah, I. I guess that we have to talk about the Bendu, too, right? Because no one expected the, what did you refer to it as, Brian? Uh, divine force intervention. No, I call uh, it do, do a sec. I call it do a sex bendu. Yes, that do a there sex bendu. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like his entire plot line was either tied to the bendu or to Ezra, and I'm just yeah. like, okay, what happened to the Canaan we all fell in love with in season? Well, besides you know getting blinded, yeah, but like. The canon we fell in love with in like a new dawn in season one. Well, and he had such a good start uh, at the head at the head of the season. Then he just kind of got put on the back burner for the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I. It and it makes me it, it makes me worried because we've got like Obi Wan basically tells Ezra, "Your path is in the rebellion," you know. Kind of basically saying, you're not supposed to be a Jedi, you're supposed to be a rebel. Um, whereas Kanan had the experience where he was knighted. Well, that was that was last season, right? Where he was knighted? Yeah. Yes. So Kanan had that experience where he was knighted. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people say that um, there's there's many ways that these characters can survive and, you know... I, I would agree there are ways, some better than other others, but I feel like they're sort of setting it up for Ezra to survive somehow um, by not being like a follower of the Force. But Kanan had that whole vision quest where he was knighted and he's had all this stuff with Bendu and saying, you know, we can't be neutral, we have to fight. And it's like, I can't see him surviving the series. And I makes me sad because I love him so much. I just don't see how it can happen. <laughs> yeah. Especially now that we're two years before A New Hope in Rogue One. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I Kanan is my surprise Rebel favorite. Uh, he was the character I was least expecting to like, and I love him a lot, but uh, uh, writing's kind of on the wall. Yeah. I blame John Jackson Miller. Thanks. <laughs> uh, seriously, you're right, though. Uh, a, a new dawn is the reason I like Kanan. It's the reason I ship Space Mary, and I did not ask for this. Thanks, John. Did not sign up for this. <laughs> it's entirely his fault. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I, I don't know how they could have used more Kanan this season, but I'm really disappointed there wasn't more Kanan. I mean, I think it keeps, I, I feel like a broken record right now, but it ties back to everything we've been seeing. Because the one, the characters we've seen the most season have been Ezra, Zeb, and Chopper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done the math, but like, I, it feels like every single time. I'm really surprised that Zeb three. is still alive. <laughs> I was really thinking that. Because like, you're, every, you know, people do the same thing every, you know, at the end of every season. Who's going to live? Who's going to die? And you know, Zeb is one of the ones that people always say that, you know, they think is going to get killed off mostly because I think, you know, he doesn't get as much focus and, um, 
you know, he's not like, you know, Ezra. So I was That's why I think he's safe. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I I see I basically see everyone besides Keenan and Ezra as being safe because, you know, Hera obviously, we know, survives. Um, yeah. Zeb, I mean, would have a place in the rebellion. Um, you know, he is a warrior, and Sabine is either gonna stay with the rebellion or go back to Mandalore. Um and or rather stay with Mandalore or rejoin the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. And Chopper's safe. Yes, Chopper's safe. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only rogue we saw or ghost member we saw in Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I it's, I'm yeah, an interesting. I'm I'm glad we got more of AP five this season. Rickman Bot is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him a lot. Like I I was saying like what happened to AP five? Why couldn't they bring him along on this mission? And then he ended up being in the several other the um what was it the Warhead episode and yeah. the uh, double agent droid. I'm like all right, I'm good. Thank you. These are great That's, episodes. Uh, Stefan. Steven Stanton. Steven Stanton, yeah. Steven Stanton, thank yeah. you. I'm so terrible with names. Yep. He did an amazing Ben Kenobi. Yeah. I, I didn't know he uh, he could do that. Um, I mean, I was expecting him to get James Arnold Taylor back for that because he has done old Obi-Wan in the past, but holy cow, Steven Stanton knocked that one out of the park. Yeah. That was uncanny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, he was really good. I Like, all the Obi-Wan stuff in that episode was great, and just the whole episode as a gen- in general. I didn't really care for. Um, yeah. Oh, the one episode that I also really liked was an Inside Man with uh, when they were at the uh, facility, the the manufacturing facility, and Thrawn made the guy get on the bike until he died. I was like, crap, Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are crazy. Um. And then, you know, I'm glad we got um, through Imperial Eyes and then Secret Cargo right back to back because it was like we got a Rebel episode and then we got an Imperial episode. (laughs) Thank you. And I was really glad we got to see Mon Mothma again. I, you know, we're having such a renaissance of Mon Mothma lately. Yeah. And it makes me happy because like... You know, so far, you know, she was just that character who talked about Bothans, and now... Speaking of Mon Mothma, can we just talk about the end of Secret Cargo, though? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So good, just the speech, and then a few moments of nothing happening, and then one by one, these ships mm. start emerging out of hyperspace, and you see the formation of the Rebellion, and just, oh, oh it was so, so good. Yeah. And then the fleet again in zero hour. Yeah. Oh, I know that whole, all that fleet stuff was so good. And especially like after we, we bought the, we caved and bought the digital version of Rogue One on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. So like watching all the battle scenes and then watching the zero hour was really, was really cool. Let's see how it. Oh man. <laughs> um, can we, we, sh- we should probably talk about the Saw Guerrera episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, I think right. that the, was I think that the fact that we haven't is evident as to our opinion of those episodes. I mean, they weren't, I mean, they weren't I didn't bad. I dislike them. Yeah. But when you compare them, I mean, I think that, what was it, the next episode or two later was Trial of the Darksaber, right? No, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. 
yeah. So when Ghosts of Geonosis, Warhead, and then Trials of the Darksaber, which I think blew everyone out of the water. Yeah. Uh, also, some of Kevin Kiner's finest work uh, was in Trial of the Darksaber. Which I feel yeah. like we keep saying his he, finest work, his finest work, and then uh, yes, he just I'm keep, sorry, his finest work, his finest work is the Thrawn organ music. <laughs> <laughs> Play that at my funeral, please. (laughs) I'm going to stand by the going into the void thing. Yeah, that's good. Um, Um, Yeah, the Saw episodes, they were they were there. I I don't think anyone was surprised that the first episodes that they aired after Rogue One had to deal with a Rogue One character. (laughs) Um, But it was just very frustrating to me, those episodes. Um, But I am interested to see more of Saw and his interactions with Juan Mothma because he's basically new Bell Iblis. Um, yeah. And I want to see how he breaks away and, you know, they, you know, they mention him in Bloodline, so obviously he's well known. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Same. I think he'll be he'll be back. Obviously, yeah. I speaking of Bill Iblis, that is one character that I would scream if they brought back. He's I such just, an easy one to do too, right? I like first you bring back Thrawn. Everyone loves him. Then you bring back Pelion. The mm-hmm. people like him too. Thrawn needs Thrawn needs a guy now that Constantine is dead. Gonna need a right hand. Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I held. I'll be proud. I held in the Hamilton reference until now. Very good, Bria. 56 minutes in, not bad. <laughs> so yeah, we need um we Pelion is easy to bring in. He's just an he's just a captain. Mm-hmm. Um we need more rebel leaders now. Bell Eblis. We need to, you know, especially if we're gonna be doing the whole Han Solo movie thing when he's from Corellia, there's a Corellia tie in there. Um, who else can they bring? They can bring Card. Actually, that's probably why they won't do it. I know. Poo. I well, mean, Card does make sense. At though. least mention him. Just mention Card. That's all they need to do. They were. We were so close in Revenge of the Sith. Like all they needed to have was have been those scenes. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Bell Iblis, though. You're right. They just mention uh, just Mon Mothma saying uh, General Bell Iblis from on in the Kralian cell. Something. 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 Yeah, mm. basically exactly what they did with Quinlan Voss in yep. Return of the uh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, Master Voss all has moved his troops to Boss Petty. <laughs> and people are like, what? <laughs> oh, but yeah. Man. Um, so looking ahead, we've got... Um, I actually haven't watched Rebels Recon yet. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, it was a good it. one. I, I was... Dave hinted, Dave hinted at X-Wings, basically. That's... I did see that. Mm-hmm concept art with the helmets and i almost cried yeah i'm so season four what do we look what do we expect to see i'm sure in two weeks we'll have a much better view because of celebration oh god it's only two weeks oh no sorry two more weekends oh no well i do think we've completed the pivot to rebels being a show about well the rebellion yeah yes it's yeah because it's it started off as a as a show about this one particular group and now it's the whole rebellion and i think i think that's one of the reasons i like this show so much is that the scope has expanded as the show has gone on and it really does a good job of showing how rebellions start and how they work you know 
It didn't just start with everyone deciding, oh, yeah, we're going to fight the Empire. And we know we've seen Rogue One that even then they're like, we can't fight. We can't do this. Um, yeah. And they they the group that goes to uh, Scarif is going rogue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but um, they... So it we're going to get a lot more of people wanting to fight the empire but there's still people are still not going to want to do it. You know, it's not until a new hope when that really you know, when the rebellion actually becomes a formidable threat. Uh yeah. I think you can expect a lot more ties into Rogue One. Yeah. Next season. Yeah. Actually, okay. I'm going out on a limb here because I'm screw it, I'll probably write a column about this too because I specialize in unlikely Blank should be in Rebels columns. Sharbe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the only problem is I think they they joined after Yavin because I I had that idea too and then I remember them saying that they joined after Yavin. Oh damn! I know because I was gonna be like she could have. Well, I get, mm, that's right. We're still two years out. Yeah. Okay. At some point though, we're gonna get Shara and Kez, and they'll have been like, yeah, we just had our son, but we're leaving him with our parents because we have to go Aww. fight this war. Because if you stand for nothing, I can what do you fall for? I can and that's see, like, like um, reference in two minutes. It would be neat to see like Brenton, Wexley, and Nora maybe. I'm oh. not sure when... I don't think they've said when Nora joined the Rebellion. Nora joined after, after Yavin. Yavin. Um, Boo. So many people joined after you. They could totally visit Akiva, though. They could. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense why everyone joins after Yavin. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily after Yavin, it's after Alderaan. Yeah. I would like to see Sinjir. Although <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, of course you would. Finish your fanfic, Nancy. <laughs> I Listen, I have an excuse. <laughs> Whatever. You promised me this fic like a month ago and almost made me cry in the grocery store <laughs> laughing so hard. It's your fault. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so we think we think Cassian. Yeah, for sure. I think something really bad is going to go down on Mandalore mm-hmm. because they're not a factor in the post Yavin, post Alderaan world, and there yeah. needs to be a reason for that. Yeah, and yeah, Mandalore has not been a factor in anything. Uh, story group has done. Yeah, uh, well, post Endor. Yeah. And that when there's been plenty of opportunity for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's an opportunity we might get Boba Fett. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not necessarily excited about it either, but I will pitching random things that might happen next I season will, or in the future. I will say um, congrats to all my Fett fans. <laughs> and I hope you like those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's less of a stretch to bring in than some of the other characters we've seen where we've been like, really? Plus, I think now that he'd actually be Boba Fett, like Bounty Hunter Boba Fett, um, it would they could make him cool and make me like him. Uh, We'll see. Uh, For me, I'm going to say Red Leader makes an appearance. Yay! Yes. Was that the same person doing Gold Leader's voice as like, was that the actor? No, they went and got someone else for that. Red I leader, this just, is gold leader. Yeah, I love having gold leader on. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> um, well, we've seen General Dodonna, of course, so I can see, like, General Willard showing up and a bunch more of the Yavin people. Oh, oh um, uh, Draven. Draven. Yeah, I definitely I can see them showing Draven. Oh, 
forget him. Kraken. Yeah. I was actually just about to bring that up. Just because he's been, Kraken has been mentioned in uh, the reference stuff of late. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a decent, an outside shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, General Kraken shows up. Who can go? I un- mean, he who- was in two of the books. Yeah, who can go undercover with Kraken? Cassian. Mm. Oh, from the Ghost. Crew. Yeah, probably Ezra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Even though it should yeah. totally be Sabine. They, well, they could bring like they can, like Wedge and Hobby can do it. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. That would be hilarious. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They go back undercover in the Imperial Academy and come back out with Biggs and Tycho. They have to. Like, okay, because Boom. because so far Hobby has two stories of how he defected. The the one from Rebels and the one with the Ran Ecliptic, I think, is still like up in the databank. So I could see him having to go back in and get them out. Since yeah, I, I just want Tycho. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if they're ever going to touch Biggs because that well, happens so close to A New Hope. Yeah, Biggs defects so close to A New Hope. And given how close Rogue One is to A New Hope, I don't think Rebels is going to get quite there. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see the Rogue One, the Rebel side of Rogue One. I hope so. Oh, man, that would be amazing. I think I, I think it'll be one of the last couple things we see. Yeah, I can, but I think we're gonna get it. I don't. I don't see Dave Filoni giving up that chance to do the Battle of Scarif. So you're saying he won't throw away a shot? Oh, Brian, nope. you never even listen to <laughs> Hamilton. I don't even I'm go so here, proud. but I had to you throw that in. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, is season four going to be the last season? No, I don't think so. I think we get five. Yeah, I, I I agree. I can see them going five, like just with Clone Wars. I think I think five seasons is a really good number. Like I know so many people were angry about the Clone Wars being canceled, but like for me, I'd rather. And it's easy for me to say this because I wasn't a huge Clone Wars fan, but for me, I would rather have a show have five really solid seasons than, than stretch it out. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Clone Wars got the. I mean, Ahsoka leaving was a solid series finale. Yeah, and and then like, we got the bonus episodes. You know that yeah. we that they really didn't have to put out. So no. Well, here's why I think we're gonna get five on Rebels is because they've made it a point of telling us that now we're two years before Yavin. Mm, one and year started, per. Yeah, and we started it five years before, right? Yeah. Um. So, did we? I'm pretty sure. I think, yeah, I think it was five years. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because Ezra was 14. 14, yeah. Yeah. So I think it makes sense that, especially if we if we go that far, that going up to Yavin yeah. makes the most sense. And especially because, like we said, Dave's not going to throw away his, away his shot to get Battle of Scarif. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, that makes a good point. I would also, I'm also really curious to see if they do a rebranding of the show. So many people have theorized um even if they don't do a rebranding i could see it being a situation where it's like clone wars where they do a new show that's set after return of the jedi and then all of these character it's not necessarily about the same characters but they all show up anyway <laughs> you know yeah um, well depending on how many of them are still alive yeah the ones who are alive Someone just start seeing empty chairs at empty tables right yes. now, please. Thank you. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Wedge. <laughs> oh. Well, in addition, I think in two years, um, I imagine the story group is going to want to pivot away from this time period to start working on something else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, in two years, we'll be waiting for episode nine to come out. Yeah. Right. I feel like once we we I feel like once the last Jedi comes out, that's going to be answer a lot of questions that people have about what the hell happened with Kylo and Luke, um, hmm. because you know Luke is going to be in the movie and talking. Um, Maybe and hopefully, <laughs> hey. So that <laughs> that opens Sorry. the that opens up uh, some more storytelling opportunities in yeah. the inner trilogy era between the OT and the in the uh, sequel trilogy. Yeah, it makes perfect sense as to why they haven't gone there yet but once we get more of the the skeleton of what happened i think they'll be more inclined to tell stories set in that time period because they don't want to undercut the movies and nor should they um but yeah yeah so yeah we're predict we're all predicting five seasons here and then that's probably the end of rebels Yeah, probably five, maybe six if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they'll go past Hoth. Well, and Duke, uh, it's also important to remember that Dave did get a promotion recently to oversee all animation stuff, mm-hmm. which makes yeah. me think that something is in the pipe. And yeah. it's probably not too far off the horizon. I mean, I would not be surprised if when they finally announce Rebels is canceled, they immediately turn around and announce a new show like they did with Clone oh, Wars. Yeah. Which is the right way to go about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think five seasons, most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, they're probably already working on season five right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, given their production schedules, if there is going to be a season five, they are already working on season five. Yeah. So, any last thoughts about uh, season three? It's a good really show. Really solid. Glad Thrawn didn't die. Needed more yes. Hera. Needs more Sabine. Give us our team back. Thank God Maul's dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up what uh, what I was going to say. Also, AP5 is great, and I loved all the episodes he was in. Yeah. Um, I need more A New Hope and Rogue One tie-ins. I need to see more space battles. Uh, I need to see more of the inner workings of the Empire and the Rebellion. I need um, to see Hera and Thrawn be awesome alien adversaries. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, keep the crew together. Yeah. Let's have more episodes with all of them in it. Please. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's the that's the strong point of the show. That's what makes Rebels Rebels is that it it's on a. It was an ensemble cast about this team, and that's one of the reasons I could never really get into Clone Wars that much is because there were so many episodes that were about different characters, and, you know, they jumped around a lot, whereas this is always about the ghost crew, and, you know, every once in a while, someone's going to go off and do something else, but when they keep it as a team, I think that's when they when when they play to all their strengths, because... They created all the characters to do something different. So yeah. when they're all working together, that's when that's when they do the impossible, Sabine. <laughs> <laughs> well, big uh, damn hero, yeah. big damn hero, sir. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I liked season three a lot. I thought um, 
I thought this was the most balanced season they had, and it definitely pressed my buttons <laughs> more than the prior two did. Um, I'm hoping season four builds off of what they did here, and we get much more of an ensemble yeah. show next season. What Please. It will be interesting to see what happens at Celebration because I really can't imagine anything surpassing the Thrawn reveal from the trailer. No. So I'm just I've... I'm just going to prepare myself for a letdown <laughs> uh, because I don't the only thing that could possibly get me as hyped would be Mara and I don't think that's going to happen. So I I'm expecting the big reveal and whatever uh, hype trailer they drop to be Cassian. Mm, yeah, that would be hype. That would be hype. Yeah. But not as hype as Thrawn. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just get worried because I almost hit the ceiling when they revealed Thrawn, <laughs> and the ceiling in the the convention center is probably much much higher. Yes. And I'm worried that I just would not come back to Earth. We'll pull you down. I, I think I've already decided that instead of trying to get into the to the room and camp out over lying because I'll be so tired, I'm just gonna go to the behind the scenes stage <laughs> and watch it there, and then the Delray panel is right after that. So. Oh, I'll yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's all I got. Uh, any last thoughts? Or are we good to wrap? I think we're good. Yeah. All right, Bria, before we go, uh, where can we find you uh, online and what are you up to? Oh, God. Well, right now I'm avoiding sewing my Carice dress because. Oh, that's so that's why you agreed choice. to podcast with us today. Yes. <laughs> It's staring me down. I don't want to talk about it. She would be so uh, disappointed in you. She would find a better designer than me. Um, <laughs> so where can you find me besides Tashi Station? Uh, Whitehotroom.com and then on Twitter at Chaos Bria, where I frequently do not shut up. Awesome. And uh, hey, we are going, all three of us are going to be at Celebration. So if you see us, say hi. Uh, we have swag we'll be giving away. We have buttons. And also, if you really like us, you can buy a t-shirt. Yes, that's a new thing. Right. Yes, we have t-shirts. You can buy a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, they're on Public. Yes. Just look up Tashi Station, the t-shirt. Tashi Station, the shirt. The Tashi Station, the shirt. We should have gotten a flamethrower. I'll throw a link in the show notes. <laughs> We're not getting a flamethrower. Nancy, do not give me a flamethrower. <laughs> Toshi Station, the flamethrower. See, you got it. No, I got it. I just I just wanted to clarify that me with a flamethrower is not a good idea. Okay. Well, I do not have my notes to end this thing. So Toshi-Station.net. Uh, subscribe on Patreon to help us keep the lights on. Click the links to her universe on the blog. We get a little cut of that when you buy from there. Um Nancy is Nancy Pants on Twitter. I'm Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. -E. Tashi underscore station is the official show account. Tashi-station.net. That's where our news, uh, other podcasts, blog posts, columns are, and reviews. Um, thanks for listening to another episode. We're going to be back a couple more times before celebration. And I think our next episode is going to be our uh, podcast. Uh, the celebration guide we'll be doing here on Tashi Station. Yes, we only have one episode before celebration. Oh my god. Sorry. Bye, everyone. Bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh, <laughs>